talk? Don't eat my fucking plants, Jinx. I Delicious. To God. Delicious. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Blair. And I'm Kirsten, and we are mediocre Mediocre content content. still going strong with the intros (laughs) i think you're doing it on purpose at this point i mean we might as well it's got to be a little bad (laughs) (laughs) so you know all right how you doing what's new this week doing good nothing new as of yet it's a little gross today but um that's why we're inside recording and not outside (laughs) That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's fine here, but like <laughs> your end, it's definitely not great. No, definitely not. It's that fall New England kind of weather right now. Mm. Yeah. I miss yeah. it a little bit. California yeah. can be boring sometimes weather-wise, but. Honestly, that's how we felt in Florida. We really missed having all the seasons, even though it was yeah. like really cold in the winter time up here, but you know, you kind of get used to it when you grow up with it. And when it's gone, you're like, oh, um, <laughs> I definitely like winter time because the layer jackets and sweatshirts and mm-hmm. like sweatpants and all that stuff. Like I'm into it. Yeah. I like wearing clothes. It's <laughs> well, thank goodness. <laughs> I prefer you wear clothes as well. I would say the majority <laughs> of people would. <laughs> nice. Um. So. We just listened to uh, Carly Rae Jepsen's one of her new songs on her new album. And it is, I think we can both agree, it's fire. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. She's come a really long way. (laughs) I don't think I've heard anything since Call Me Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, same. Pretty impressive. And like, I've heard it, heard the new stuff on TikTok. Yeah. And so I just asked you, because there was that all, all that hype about Taylor new album but yeah. then carly ray jepson's and megan trainers came out on the same day and nobody cares but they're oh. both really good yeah i don't think i've heard megan's either it's it's not bad it's okay. not bad it's very like what she's previously done okay um but it's it's catchy <laughs> i love that <laughs> i'll have to give megan a listen i'll i'll listen to I need to listen to Carly's full album, but then I yes. guess I also need to start Megan's album. <laughs> it's so good. It's so nice. good. It's like it reminds me of early 2000 pop albums and there's like some really good like 70 70s beats like they're good to hmm. dance to and that kind of stuff and I you know it's a good pop album when you're like cleaning your house and you're just dancing <laughs> around instead. You know what? Your cleaning album definitely has to be on point. It's the only thing that's going to motivate me through all of that's those what I'm chores. Saying. I know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, and it's definitely a break from because I I've been listening to Taylor Swift's new album the last mm. couple of days, and it's like it's good, yeah. but it's also very sad. Like it's oh. not it's not a it's not a um uplifting pop album by any means. And so with Carly's oh. new album, it's kind of like. 
oh, well, this is fun. I have a hit of serotonin for today. It's lovely. Well, I mean, you know how I feel about Taylor. So (laughs) I do do. (laughs) enjoy her sadness. I'll, I'll listen to Megan at least. Yeah, definitely. So Um, also I want to tell you, uh, I did call that pep talk hotline from last episode. (laughs) Oh my God. How'd it go? Oh my God. It's so cute. (laughs) It is so precious. So when you call in, First of all, it's just children's voices the whole time, which is so precious. That is so cute. Yeah. And so it greets you in English. And then it also has a Spanish that, you know, allows you to select that, which is, I think, is really great for, you know, having multi Did you you say this school was in California? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah. That's pretty that's pretty standard actually good um just from living here there everything is bilingual like i I have learned more spanish in my job (laughs) than i at school so yeah yeah it's it's because i use it all the time you know i bet well and nursing too i'm sure you've got like a plethora of different types of uh patients that might come in that need you know explanations or assistance and it's yeah. nice to so have I'm, that I'm learning. I'm nice. learning a lot of medical Spanish, which is cool. Well, so. honestly, if you want to like train yourself, I suggest giving it a call and selecting the option for it. <laughs> Just yes. see how good you are. <laughs> <laughs> Just see how how much further you've come in the Spanish language because it's like very cool. That's to, cool to have it. But so, what did your message say? Well, so this is what's really neat about it. When you select the language that you want it gives you categories. So Hmm. it says like press one, if you are feeling down or um, depressive or, you know, need something uplifting, press two, if you just need some words of encouragement or affirmation, and it like gives you categories depending on how you might be feeling when you call in, which I thought is such a neat idea. Um, So cute. Right. And it even has like, um, it doesn't say body imaging, but it says if you want, if you need to feel good about how you look or feel good about yourself, you can select that one as well, which I think is really nice. That is nice. So it's very inclusive in its categories. And I just think it's quite mature for children in a positive way. Um, Because I'm assuming when the kids are doing this, they kind of have to think about, well, what would you say if somebody needed this kind of help, you know? So it really makes them think about bigger problems in the world. So what I, my question is, and you may mm-hmm. not know the answer to this, but like, mm-hmm. is it because when you were talking about this last week, I kind of envisioned like a bunch of kindergartners and the adults <laughs> just being like, okay, say this into the microphone and okay, say this into the microphone. And so oh. I don't, but I don't know, is this like a middle school project? Like, do they know what, like it's what an, age group? It's elementary. Okay. Yeah. So they're, they're elementary kids and it's unprompted. So they give them, I assume maybe a topic or maybe they just say, you know, say something encouraging and then gotcha. it's completely unscripted. They just record whatever the kid says. So I selected um, just want to hear something positive, basically. Yeah. And 
it rolls through a bunch of little recordings. And so I think one of them was just like, you got this man or something like that. (laughs) And it was like so endearing. And one of them was like, you are lovely. And it just went on for like a solid minute or so. And then at the end, it reroutes you to the beginning where you get to select the categories. So if you need another one or if you want to explore, you know, more categories, you can just select as many as you want. So it was very cute. Highly recommend if you, you know, (laughs) want to hear something adorable. It made me smile immediately. (laughs) That's so cute. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Highly recommend. And if you missed last episode, which I don't know why you would have missed last episode because you should have listened to it already. But if you did, um, the number is located in that podcast and their fundraiser link is located in the description of the Halloween special from last week. So feel free to give them a listen. Yes. Yes, definitely. Well, well, do you want to get started on this um, week? What you got for your, uh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, we do want to give out our disclaimer though. (laughs) Yeah, the disclaimer is the same as it has been. No yeah. new information there. But, you know, just do your own research. Right. Everything we say may not, like, we don't necessarily put a lot of effort into fact-checking all of this stuff. And <laughs> so it's something. Yes. Um, just may you um, do your own research and, you know. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Just yeah. be responsible adults. That's all we have. <laughs> That um, one's really difficult. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, but anyway, we're going to jump right, into our so, good news. <laughs> yes. So first good news, which I, um, <clears throat> this will be old news by the time this releases, mm-hmm. but um, Joe Biden signed an executive order to require the FDA to make moves to allow hearing aids to be available over the counter. And this is a huge deal because hearing aids are super expensive. Yes. Um, and as you have already mentioned, Kirsten, I am a nurse in my day Mm -hmm. job, Mm -hmm. believe it or not, this is not my job. Um, (laughs) I, so, um, in nursing, there's two things that you make sure that you do not lose of the patient's mm. belongings. And the two things are dentures and mm. hearing aids are hella mm-hmm. expensive. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you lose them, it's going to be a disaster. So, yeah. um, and so it's a huge impact and a huge deal for a lot of like elderly people, but also like a lot of young people use hearing aids. Like people don't realize True. There's a lot of, um, hearing loss is a huge deal. So, um, it'll most, so 30 million Americans could benefit from hearing aid, but they just don't have the funds or like the ability to get the consultation to get one. Mm -hmm. Um, so I looked on Walmart's website just to see like what they're running at. Cause you can buy them over the counter now. Um, and the cheapest set of hearing aids is $51, which Compared wow. to he, previously, hearing mm-hmm. aids could cost up to like $5,000 and you would get like a trip to this. You had to have to take a trip to a specialist right. to get the hearing aid prescription. Of course. So this is very exciting. Yeah. This is very exciting. That is um, really exciting. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, and also as a nurse, if someone <laughs> ever asks you 
do you have hearing aids? The proper response, whether you have hearing aids or not, is what? It's a funny joke. It's <laughs> That's <lot>. pretty sad. <laughs> 50% of the time. You um whipping out the dad jokes there? <laughs> so no, early th- on. That's like 50% of nursing is like dad jokes. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I love that. Especially with our old, especially with our older population. Oh my God. <laughs> you you we're just comedians. Honestly, like with a health degree. That's really what it is. That sounds like something Papa would say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he would pull something like that. Yes, he totally would. He totally would. Yeah. No. Um, the other thing is, is I was thinking, so as I was researching this article, mm-hmm. I was like, well, everyone's going to be able to get hearing aids just in time for Christmas. So oh. what if like, it, wouldn't it be funny if like hearing aids, hot tech gift of the season that would be hilarious honestly it's it's it would be hilarious but also super sad at the same time because you're telling me it takes like this huge governmental movement to make something that is a necessity medically for some people like available (laughs) it takes an executive order to be like yeah "Yeah, i guess you can have these things since you need them to live or whatever (laughs) oh god oh god yeah (laughs) <laughs> I think so. I think Mixed it would be emotions. really funny. Also, if you want to tell your parents that they're old, you can buy them hearing aids <laughs> and it'll be funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that would go over really well. Merry Christmas. <laughs> not not to give anyone any ideas or anything. Yeah, certainly fine. not. No. No, 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 no. Um yeah. Okay. So moving on to the next one. Okay. Um, this is more of a fun fact than good news. Um okay. with correct wind conditions and the mm-hmm. right sun positioning mm-hmm. there is a waterfall in yosemite national park that turns into a 2400 foot rainbow basically wow yes and i saw this on twitter and i thought it was worthy um but it was featured on the amazing nature twitter and oh, wow. if you go to our twitter now you can see a video of it so, so cute i saw yes i don't think i've seen the um the rainbow one but i have seen one it's supposed to be like a a lava or like a fire look at a certain time of day is that the same park maybe yeah. i don't know i've never seen that one maybe it's niagara falls maybe that's where that one it is. could be it could yeah. Be. yeah yeah but it's something similar where like as opposed to a rainbow when the light hits it at certain times of day it looks like it's a uh, like fire or lava or something <laughs> yeah that's super cool. I love that. So it it just looked really cool, and I was like, "Nature is great." And then nature is great. That's how that's how we ended up here. That's so, so good news. Nature it... is great. Yeah, <laughs> nature is great. All right. So uh, the next one is Luke Skywalker, aka Mark Hamill, mm-hmm. sent five hundred drones to help the war effort in Ukraine. Wow. And so basically he has become an ambassador for the Ukraine, um, charity United 24. Okay. And people donate money for various projects to help them with their war effort. Um, and he donated to the army of drones project and there's a bunch of information on his Twitter, but I just thought it was good news because it was, you know, he was, he's being a Jedi in real life. Like he's helping (laughs) out. And I appreciate that about him. Oh, um, also, if you haven't been on Mark Hamill's Twitter, he is hilarious. He has a lovely <laughs> sense of dry humor and I'm here for it. So I love that. Yeah. It's just some wholesome, nice, yeah. like celebrity news. And that is. we appreciate him. I certainly do. Yeah. I, 
it's just really sad right now. So it's it's really nice to know that there are people who are doing their best to kind of bring some relief in whatever form that takes right now for those people. And uh, it's so tough. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. So it's good. We're yes. that, you know, yes. it's good news. I mean, we stand a good Jedi. <laughs> yeah, we do. Luke Skywalker to the rescue. For sure. Um, and our last little bit of good news, which also intertwine <laughs> with the catastrophe podcast that we have today <laughs> emphasis on the cat part for sure um larry the cat mm-hmm. is 15 years old mm-hmm. and a tabby cat and he lives in 10 downing street which is the address of the british prime minister okay now to be clear this mm-hmm. is not the prime minister's cat this is the <laughs> cat that lives there and oh. the prime ministers move in and out regardless Mm-hmm. of him being there so mm-hmm. he's lived through four prime ministers and he was in the news this week because um a random larry the cat unofficial twitter account um <laughs> tweeted the king has asked me to become prime minister because this nonsense has gone on long enough and then hours <laughs> later the prime minister resigned oh no <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm sure it was unplanned, but it was impeccable timing. Um, (laughs) And she had only been prime minister for six weeks. So, yeah, I know. So they're going through some very um, political turmoil right now over there. Um, So, yeah. And so he just lives in the house. And according to the NPR article that I read, he serves as a consistent figure in times of political uncertainty for many British people. And there's been many photos of him. One of them was when visited Mm -hmm. um, the prime minister, he, you could see a picture of Larry sleeping Mm -hmm. under his car and just like things like that, just like very cat things to do. So it's, it's fun. Um, So yeah, as far as I'm concerned, um, Larry is prime minister now. I mean, and that's it. Yeah. I, at this point, I kind of feel like he deserves it. I mean, he's been through four of them already. So <laughs> I agree. Larry for prime minister. Larry for prime minister. Are we allowed to vote? I don't, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think so. I, no. I think that would be frowned upon. <laughs> for sure. I, I don't think they would want our opinions anyway, but <laughs> it would be a great choice. I know. It'd be super oh my fun. Gosh. So awesome. Yeah, now we can transition into the new topic because it's cats. <laughs> yeah, surprise, it's cats. As if they haven't read the title already. I know. Yes, we are talking about cats today. If you don't like cats, um, probably not the episode for you because it's literally that immersive. Um, and we will be giggling a lot about our own cats. And so we'll you next week if you hate cats okay bye no, <laughs> See you that, that was rude <laughs> no i mean look if you hate cats and you're not here for the cats we get it uh, but stick around because we might amuse you anyway and if it's really not your thing you know we're fine with that <laughs> it's still our there's, thing it looks like based on what i've skimmed the outline it looks like there's some dog things in here too there are so there's a few dog facts there are yeah because i mean the the bottom line is you can't talk about a domesticated animal without kind of encompassing all of them sure. um, because they they all have their own timelines and comparisons which kind of help you know suss out when 
each group of type of animal may have been domesticated and all that stuff. So that's kind of where this half starts. So for cats, um, it's really uh, been kind of a struggle for scientists to figure out when they were domesticated. Um, One of the reasons is because wild cats and domesticated cats are really similar in their skeletal structures. Um, So if they like unearth one (laughs) in a dig site, um, it could be domesticated, it could be wild, uh, but it's really going to take a lot of analysis for them to figure it out. Um, But one of the clues uh, that they found for kind of dating the domestication timeline uh, was in 1983 on the island of Cyprus. They found a cat's jawbone that they dated back 8,000 years ago. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. It is pretty good. Um, is, oh, I'm going to sound really dumb. Is no. Cyprus, Cyprus is like Northern Africa, right? Kind of. The island of Cyprus? Yeah. Um, like West, East, Western Africa? I don't know. Uh, it's in the Middle East. Middle it's, East? Okay. It's, um, I told no, you. I, it's in the, um, I believe it's in the Eastern mediterranean okay all right yeah i feel better about that so it's more it's more like uh sicily i think uh, italy kind of area if i'm not mistaken cool okay all right so it's it's around that area uh which isn't a dumb question i mean i feel like you read a lot of stuff in history books and like i don't know about you i don't have a map in the back of my brain (laughs) unfortunately fair yeah (laughs) so i definitely yeah. I, 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 I'd like to think I'm okay at geography, but like individual countries, I have a really hard time, especially yeah. if they're not like major ones right. that we talk about all the time. So. Well, exactly. Exactly. So I'm, it's in the Mediterranean, if I'm thinking about this correctly. Um, and the thing is, the reason, in addition to the similarity in skeletal structures between wild and domesticated cats, the reason that it's a little difficult as well like in addition to that is that it's really unlikely at least from what scientists are saying that humans would have brought wild cats over to that island but also unusual that they would be seen at the same time during that time period i guess okay I'm not really sure what they were getting at there. I I mean, I guess we're not shipping cats to Cyprus to be be fair. Well, I feel like a lot like so the the meme is anyway that like cats have domesticated themselves. And so they they chose (laughs) to be around humans. They were like, oh, they have food and they like us. So we'll just stick around. Um, Yeah. So I feel like maybe that. I mean, yeah. That the and the wild cats were just being nice, yeah. So, or and I feel like a lot of this, from what I can tell based on what you've said already, is that if they find the skeletons in proximity to people, you would right. assume that they would be domesticated because of context, right? Well, and that's kind of what happened um, because in two thousand four. So, just again, kind of backtracking, they originally dated back, you know, the domestication to about eight thousand years ago based on the original jawbone they found in Cyprus. But in 2004, they unearthed an even older site on the island. Oh. And in this site, a cat had been 
deliberately buried with a human and they just kind of yeah I mean it's it's cute because clearly it was probably a pet or at that time what they would have considered a pet Um, and that means they push the domestication back another 1500 years so that's about 9500 years ago that they think that that kind of domestication started that's cool yeah um but more changed (laughs) which is just kind of what happens in science i feel like even you and i know that really well you you think you know the answer and then you get more data and you're like i don't know anything (laughs) everything is a constant cycle of change and everything i know is a lie it's always a theory like constantly (laughs) so in may of 2006 there was a study published in a research journal um, which kind of secured a few more pieces to this puzzle, and it was based on genetic analysis. So the authors of the study stated that all domestic cats were thought to have been descended from Middle Eastern wildcats called Felis Sylvestris, which I think is Ooh. cute because it reminds me of Sylvester. <laughs> yeah, like the cartoon. <laughs> yes. Um, and it literally translates to cat of the woods. Um, based on... I guess that conclusion in this scientific journal, basically what they were seeing and what they were discussing is that the domestication process could be pushed back even further. So we're talking instead of 9,500 years ago, 12,000 years ago, because the Middle East was very vast. It had a lot of, you know, people that would probably live there permanently, but also a lot of nomadic probably things going on. They would break off and go into other sections and settle down in other places. So it's a huge place, lots of different people traveling across, you know, the Middle East. And so Mm -hmm. you just kind of either take the cats with you or the cats follow you or cats in that area just kind of gravitate to you, which we'll talk about next, because that's kind of the key here. And it has something to do with what you said, (laughs) actually. Yay. So If we take a break from cats for a second, humans predominantly are considered hunters, right? At at this time. Uh, Yes, at this time. I would not consider myself a hunter now. (laughs) Correct. I would consider the Instacart person that I give my list to (laughs) the hunter in this situation. Even then, then that would be more of a gatherer, if you think about it. that's true. They are that. You know what? None of us are hunters. Just, just gatherers. Just at gatherers. The grocery store. Um, but historically, we have been. And so dogs at the time and their domestication pathway would have been really great for us because dogs are also hunters. They can sniff out from long distances. They have enough power in their jaws and feet and claws to be able to assist with bringing prey down and assisting the humans with their hunts. So I would say even today, I mean, you, if you think about, you know, movies that are set back in the day if there's ever a hunting scene they typically have bloodhounds or something like that associated with the hunting scene right sure and they're easy cat or dogs are easy to train like easier exactly. than cats to train right yeah. and you know they've obviously have different personalities to cats um they just want to be around whoever gives them the most attention i would right. say yeah um it's just they're more receptive to the reward system i would say sure so, and the 
the piece that's important there as well is around 29,000 years ago, dogs were considered to be domesticated. And that was predicted to be around Eurasia, which don't ask me where that is. It's like the huge, the whole thing. Yeah. Like it is the whole thing. The (laughs) entire continent. Yes. Yeah. So if you're studying history, they just combined Europe and Asia and made it Eurasia, just for context. It's a fun, fun term. (laughs) English. So that's the break from cats. So think about dogs. They're bringing dogs in because it's beneficial to them. And that takes off the relationship really early on in human history. Mm -hmm. But similar to what you said, cats only became useful when people began to settle. And that's what we were seeing in the Middle East at that time. And that's why they can, you know, kind of conclude that because we're nomadic people, but then different tribes or groups begin to settle and then you have crops and livestock that also are settled there you're storing things storing food and when you store food you have other living beings critters (laughs) critters that want to come hang out with you because you have the food source and so similar to your food being a food source mice and rodents became more prominent and Mm -hmm. cats seeing the abundance of prey in those settled places began to hang out more often because it was easily accessible they could always find food and then the relationship between cats and humans kind of took off from there because then the humans are like well this thing is going to catch all the the rats and rodents from eating my food i'm gonna let them stick around we like cats Right. And I would also like to say that this is very much cat behavior (laughs) because it's kind of like, yeah, I'll hang out with you, but on my own terms and of my own benefit because they weren't like dogs who were just like, yeah, I'm just really happy to be here. They're like, well, I guess I'll hang out. (laughs) Speaking of cats and mice and everything. So I saw online and honestly, I I did not fact check this. I do not know how true it is. <laughs> I've also seen a couple of videos on TikTok yeah. about it. But so I basically they were saying around um the plague era, the reason mm-hmm. why that happened was because mm-hmm. had the bubonic plague, there was burning of witches. Right. And witches were associated with cats. Sure. And so they got rid of all the cats. Dumb. And so what happens when you get rid of all the cats <laughs> is like all yes. the rats and the mice yes. populate and they yeah. spread the bubonic plague. So right. basically they played themselves. They by getting did. Rid of women and cats. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Two important factors to any society. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Especially at that time when people yes. had their own livestock and stuff. It's like, true. I, but um, but I just I think that's interesting. It is interesting. And I think it it goes back to a term that at least I remember, you know, studying um, in natural history or studying, you know, generations of wildlife and things. They basically, I say they, cats basically turned into almost a capstone species for that environment. Right. Because once they were removed, it was catastrophic. <laughs> so... <laughs> pun (laughs) but it's true if you remove something that vital you're gonna see you know very real world examples of why you shouldn't have (laughs) exactly 
Yeah, so, it just became yeah. like its own little ecosystem. Basically, exactly. And they disrupted the ecosystem. Exactly. And unfortunately, you know, rats in that time frame who were, it was, they were bitten by fleas, right? That carried right. it. That was the thing. Yep. So um, unfortunately, yep. not knowing that, you know, they inadvertently caused their own demise. So very important <laughs> to Rough. consider when you're making that choice so uh good job human <laughs> human we're race. we're learning we're we learning are. i mean we learned a real hard lesson on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah but that's kind of that's kind of the history of domestication so um they haven't again they haven't really f- considered domestication of cats to have gone on you know as long as dogs because it wasn't the relationship it was until it had to be basically mm-hmm. um or until the i'll say until the conditions supported it to happen but um you know i would say we're all pretty happy it did i mean i love my cat so <laughs> yeah i mean so i'd be interested to know too like so you know how there were cultures like e- egypt is famous mm-hmm. for yeah. worshiping cats and like having them as a prominent yeah. Um, deity in their society mm-hmm. like I'd be interested to know if that's included in this that goes back even farther oh. and would they consider that like domestication or just worship you know that would be interesting to know that's fair I mean I would consider I, I don't know if they considered that I, it didn't specifically say it mostly spoke on Cyprus exclusively yeah. but I would say technically speaking given the fact that there were literal villages and cities in Egypt and they have of course you know very famous pyramids and structures mm-hmm. I would have to imagine that since there were settled people it would have had to have been included but I, yeah, I'm not 100% on that and this is just one of, those, true. one of those areas where listener you should 100% go and do your own research if you're interested but I I would consider them settled and so I would hope that they would have also included that yeah yeah Yeah. I um and this is why we call this show mediocre content this is a prime (laughs) example because we we don't know we have day jobs and things and we don't know everything we don't so we but yeah this is fun I like yeah (laughs) and we like talking about it so that's where we're at with this (laughs) love it okay yeah so that's it (laughs) great (laughs) Love it. Let's roll into the ad segment. Sounds good. Hey, Hey, we're the husbands husbands of of mediocre mediocre content. Bringing you an ad segment that's missing, well, an ad. This is a break brought to you by us because we're the only ones crazy enough to sponsor this thing. If you'd be interested in sponsoring the Mediocre Content Podcast. And we understand if you aren't. Contact our mediocre wives at mediocrecontentpodcast at gmail.com. For now, enjoy this brief break from the podcast from, before we throw you back into more unimportant, dare we say, mediocre, mediocre content. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the break. We are getting into the second half, and we're going to talk about today's most popular pets in the United States. This is not worldwide, I would like to preface. 
Just in the United States. Got just it. in the U.S. Um, so number one, can we take a guess? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, parrots. It has to be parrots. <laughs> Full on parrots. Everybody has a parrot these days. I tell you. <laughs> I mean, you can at least they can talk to you. You it's know what true. I mean? That, no true. other pet can do that. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, it's not parrots, though. <laughs> I know. Um, dogs are found in about 69 million households in the United States. Um, yeah, 69. <laughs> oh, the maturity <laughs> level is amazing. <laughs> Can't even talk about dogs without making it weird. <laughs> what? I'm just trying to liven up the topic. That's all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, coming in second is cats. They are found in 45.3 million households in the U.S. Um, and so I would kind of, I would say that since those are the top two compared to the rest of the statistics I'm going to talk about, that's, it's a huge gap. So it goes from 69, haha, to 45 million and then literally between dogs and cats to the number three spot, which is freshwater fish which is interesting yeah it drops to 11.8 million freshwater fish pets in households so it's a pretty you ever have or go ahead continue continue i interrupted you it's It's fine fine. it was just to say (laughs) that the gap is big like there's a huge gap between whether you own a cat or dog versus anything else (laughs) anything else yeah um and did you have fish growing up we did not have fish growing up, but Tyler did. So nice. he was very nice. into what are they called? Cichlids? Is that? I don't know. I don't know if that's I know a freshwater goldfish, fish and I know beta fish, and that's yeah. all I got. I think cichlids are actually a saltwater fish, but I might be wrong about that. Um, did he have like a big tank and everything? He did. Yeah, he had a huge tank in his bedroom. You know what? I take that back. Mom had beta fish. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I don't. That's like a really distant memory, but I think mom had beta fish. Mom, if you're listening to the podcast, confirm hi, later. Mom. <laughs> Ham Blair says hi. hi. <laughs> uh, we were actually talking about that this week. Um, but mom, confirm with me later if you had beta fish because I remember beta fish yeah. somewhere, but I can't remember if that's where that memory comes from. But freshwater yeah. fish, number three, eight point or 11.8 million. Uh, freshwater fish and households in the United States. Number four is birds as a all encompassing yeah, <laughs> unit. All so kinds of birds. All kinds. So that covers about 9.9 million households. Um, small animals is number five. So that's like guinea pigs, rats, mice, those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're at 6.2 million. Uh, number six is reptiles is kind of something that i (laughs) this is gonna be gross i kind of want to boop the snoot of a snake i'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) so i will say philip philip's wife nicole Mm -hmm. hi nicole shout out (laughs) um she her class pet for her classroom Mm -hmm. a few years a couple years ago last year i don't know um was a snake and her name was Maisie. Maisie? yeah that's yeah it is cute and but I just I I can't do reptiles I don't know what it is 
I've heard that some of the lizards, like the terranium smells really bad, like really yeah. fast. I've heard. I don't I know if that's that. true. Specifically with, um, I've heard it with bearded dragons, I think is what they're called. Mm. So I've heard that. But we had Azula in college. She was. Oh, a, yeah. She was I a blue tongue skink. Yeah. 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 She was cute. She was cute. I, I again, I'm, I don't, it's <laughs> not for you. It's not for me. It's That's not for fine. me. But I mean, for a lot of other people, specifically well, 5.7 million people, <laughs> they got it. They're like, they, this is they for love me. It. And that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> Happy for them. Um, Number seven is horses. They're in 3.5 million households. How you got a horse in your household, I'm more impressed with. <laughs> That's kind of horse in the hospital. <laughs> Whose horse is that? <laughs> so many great horse things to say. I would honestly say, though, more than likely, and I can attest to this as well, um, horses are dang expensive. So and huge. Right. So I feel like you. That's would, what I was going to say. Yeah, they're huge and expensive. And I feel like if those two factors were not together in tandem, more households would probably have them because they're great. Yeah, well, yeah. 3.5 million is a lot for how expensive they are. I mean, it, yes, that's true. They're because horses, anything goes wrong with horses, and it usually does. Yeah. It's hella expensive. Yes. So expensive. Their medication, their feed. If they do have a medical condition, heaven help you. Shoeing, right. like all of yeah. those things. Equipment and, to like actually ride the horse if that's, that's what you're doing. Yeah. And then competition gear, which is totally separate, and then paying for the competition itself, and then you got to trip like it adds up. the facility <laughs> to house the horse. So like, much money. So yeah. you know, three point five is a lot, but not compared to like sixty nine million dogs that just like hang out on the couch every day. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> right. That's fair. Um, and then rounding it out is number eight, saltwater fish with two point nine million households. So. I mean, it kind of, if I were to read this, I would honestly assume sort of this order, but I kind of felt that birds or smaller animals would be higher on the list, like above I freshwater was, fish. I know. The amount of yeah. people that I knew that had a guinea pig or a hamster. I mean, we had right. we had two guinea pigs See? and yeah. I knew like five people growing up that at least five, if not more that had hamsters. So yeah, I wonder if so so technically this is today's statistics so i wonder what it was in like the 2000s when we were growing up like i wonder if the order was any different you know possibly yeah i don't know i would say so i mean fish are easy except for the they tank are cleaning they you know? are i mean so, yeah. to be fair the only reason that my goldfish ever survived is because my mom fed it i did not <laughs> feed that thing <laughs> dang <laughs> i know i'm Jeez. a bad fish owner <laughs> Uh yeah. Um oh also so they also in the same little article thing that I pulled all this information from they also told us the most popular breed in the states as of Ooh. today. Yeah. So for dogs it's a labrador retriever which I kind of feel like not surprising. Not at all. At all. No. So we had one growing up. Yes. RIP socks. Yes. Truly the best. Oh, love her. And even though, so my aunt has a lab, but she has had labs like um, Freedom 
and who uh geez i forget the other dog liberty liberty and freedom they didn't have liberty for very long and she lives in pennsylvania like clear no clear no (laughs) close (laughs) close to philadelphia i'm so excited about this theming um so her, her dog's name are freedom and liberty and she lives in philadelphia uh she didn't at the time she lived in i think she had them in boston Oh, okay. Well, the yeah. still that the still, theme is there. That's yeah. Funny. Liberty didn't that. last very long, though. Um, I think she ended up getting going to another home, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it um, didn't work out. No, okay. and she has a black lab now named Duchess, which is I I <laughs> knew about name. Duchess. Yeah, yeah. cute name though. Um, and then the most popular cat breed, which made me smile. <laughs> is a rag doll which i do have ironically <laughs> we love links he's, we love he's so cute yeah he's so fluffy um and i would honestly i was kind of surprised though because rag dolls are very fluffy they do require maintenance <laughs> and they're pretty i mean they're not so large compared to a mancoon but they're still larger than most like regular house pets Mancoons are my favorite breed of cats. They are fantastic. They're so fun. My aunt yes. has two. And oh, they're so they're just so fun. I they love them. are. They're so sweet usually as well. And they have the biggest feet. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. <laughs> Something about animal feet. <laughs> I, I agree. It. I yeah. agree. So that is that's what we've got in terms of popularity, who has what, how many. Um and honestly, I think the listener would love to know about our babies. Yes. Babies. <laughs> Do you want to take I it would, over? <laughs> I would love to tell you about gotcha. my cats. Oh Perfect. my God. Go for it. Okay. So I have two cats, Salem and Jinx. Um, I think technically they're both like American long hair cats. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> Salem is all black. So but if he, if he sits out in the sun, you can kind of see he's a little bit of brown. And nice. he's got like a, he's got a silver belly Aww. too, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, and then Jinx is black and white. He's my tuxedo boy. So he's so sweet. cute. Um, mm. and let's see. So we got them two years ago this mm-hmm. month and they, so we went to a cat cafe and if, <laughs> You don't know what a cat cafe is. It is a place that sells coffee, but also has cats that are just chilling and they're, they're able to be adopted, but it lets you kind of interact with the cats in their natural habitat before you, (laughs) right. (laughs) Where they get their espressos on tap. (laughs) (laughs) The cafe has like, yes, cat trees and like, it's for the cats, right? Right. It's not for us. It's for the cats. So anyway. We went to the cat cafe, went into the little room with all the kittens and Mm -hmm. Salem immediately, we just sat down. We didn't even try to interact. Salem immediately came up to us and was climbing on Chris's back before we like, before we could do anything else. And, um, so we obviously knew first Salem was coming home with us because he was (laughs) a very special boy. Yes. (laughs) The other thing that was happening was he was hissing at all the other cats being like, no, these are, these are our, this is my human. Like we're, (laughs) we're not doing this, but the only cat that he was not seemed to get along with was Jinx and Jinx came up to me and sat in my lap and was just like nudging me. 
And do you have something to say? <laughs> you have something to say now? Oh, I'm so sweet. What else? Anything? Okay. I'm going to continue talking about you now. He okay? said, I want to continue my own story. Thanks. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, precious. Um, I know. Yeah. And so they seem to get along good. And so we took them both home. And the person who was kind of the attendant of the of the mm. kitten room um said that they were both brought in together but so mm. we just are assuming that they're brothers and brought okay. in with the same litter or at least hung out at right. a very young age together right 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 um but yeah so that's salem and jinx and honestly not to ramble on but yeah. i'm convinced that salem is more of a dog than a cat yeah. yeah. Um, I was on FaceTime with my mom the other day and we were outside. I I was outside mm-hmm. um, just watching them play around. And mm-hmm. so I'm chatting with my mom and I just watched Salem strut by with the full <laughs> stick in his mouth. <laughs> strut by like it's not a big deal. Got my and stick. I'm ready to go. In, <laughs> carry it into the house nice. and put it in his little bed and play with Perfect. it like a dog. Perfect. I love that for him. Good for him. Yes. I know. <laughs> Living his best life. But yeah. So I don't know. I think Salem is like part dog. I'm not really sure. How so are they at are they two then? So we got them when they were four months. So yeah, oh, okay. probably yeah, like give or take yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's so sweet. I know. Stolen from They're their so cafe. <laughs> Yeah, well, they were only there. They got there that morning, so they're not missing it. Like that's they, true. They literally came in that morning, and then we we took them. So <laughs> they didn't get to know anyone, and it didn't really seem like they wanted to get to know anyone anyway. Especially not Salem. <laughs> right? He was not having it. I love that for him. Yeah, Aww, independent little man. So and so. We drove cross country with the cats in the back seat yeah. and that was super fun. It was actually not as crazy as I thought Good. it was going to be. So yeah. they, they did super well. Um, okay. Salem loved to look out the window and all that. So nice. Both yeah. of them. And Jinx, honestly, he's one of the cats that like the car just like rocks him to sleep. So he like slept the nice. entire time and I would take him up to the front and yeah. he would just sleep in my lap. And it was so cute. Jeez. I'm glad that turned out good. I know you were stressed about that. Me too. Me too. But it it was a super, (laughs) super long trip. I mean, you went coast to coast. Yeah. 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 And like all the different hotel rooms and stuff. But by the end, by the end, they kind of got the routine. Like they knew when it was time to go. And, you know, when we needed to get back in the car and all that stuff. So, yeah, it does happen. Yeah. Yeah so sweet all right tell us about your cats you have three three Ugh, cats three hellions <laughs> <laughs> i also think it's hilarious i noticed this when i was putting like the little lists together it's jinx and Lynx. it is it is <laughs> so stinking cute <laughs> i did not even put that together but yes it's very Me cute neither. so i do have three 
Um, the oldest is Cougar. She is uh, she's seven. Uh, and chunky as expected. Um, she is a daddy's girl. Uh, t- that's Tyler's cat for sure. They we've yes. had her. I guess we've had her since freshman or sophomore year. I was gonna say it's got to be at least since like 2013. Yeah, we've had her, and she was already one and a half, I think, when we got her. So, um, but similar, honestly, similar to Salem she hated other cats so mm-hmm. she i don't know when they got her she was 100 percent astray that they just kind of picked up and brought into the shelter and we were looking we were actively looking for a cat at the time because you know it was just kind of lonely in the apartment for tyler and yeah you know just needed a companion so went to the shelter and we walked down the aisle of cages and she stuck her paw out <laughs> and like pawed at tyler and we were like probably this one (laughs) yeah yeah um and also it's so funny i she was not a fan of other cats and when we took her out and we were like holding her um i sat down because tyler went to go fill out the paperwork and she we had you know all the cages she was hissing at the other cats and then reorganizing herself in my lap (laughs) the whole time (laughs) we were filling out paperwork she's so sassy (laughs) to this day (laughs) um but she just wanted to make it known you know i don't like any of these cats and i was like very clearly received (laughs) (laughs) we got it thanks but clearly not received enough because a year later we got puma Who is our beautiful middle child? And both of them, they're just domestic short hairs. I think Cougar is considered a gray and white tabby. Um, and Puma's what they call a diluted calico. So she's not black and orange, yeah. she's gray and orange. But she's pretty. <laughs> she's a pretty girl. Yeah, she'd be prettier if she stopped vomiting after she eats. That would be I even mean, prettier. <laughs> we all have our flaws, Kirsten. <laughs> She's got a pretty big one. Uh, she is cute, though. She's a huge talker. She loves to to chat. But she is uh, five now and also kind of chunky. They're all yeah. chunky. I'm just going to go ahead and say all of them are fat, which I think we've covered in another episode anyway. So possibly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely chunk. I um, love I love Puma because the first time like I visited you guys when you were living in Maryland and she, I think there was a cat tree like up against Mm -hmm. a window or something. And she would just sit there all day long and just like chatter at the birds. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know cats could make that sound until I like (laughs) saw her and she was just all obsessed with the birds. And she had her little, her little parrot that she would like pick up in her mouth and carry around. (laughs) We still have that nasty thing. (laughs) It is. Okay. Salem. Salem has a, um, it's like a little stuffed orange slice and he carries, he's been carrying it around since he was a baby. And it used to be attached to Mm. this like long, you know, the, um, Mm -hmm. things you can wave around for cats that, so it had like a bunch of different things on it and he just specifically picked it out and pulled it off of the toy. That's so And so he just carries it around. We have like three of them now. And he pulled each one off of the string toy. You know what, though? That's a good point. The fact that you got duplicates because we did not know she was going to be that obsessed with Parrot. Yeah. And so we can't find him anymore. And I kid you not, listener, this thing is filthy. I have had to (laughs) wash 
this thing. It is so <laughs> disgusting. There is nothing special about it that I can tell, but we have never been able to find it. So I've never been able to replace it. So I also can't just throw him away. It's like her stuffy or something, you yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. So we yeah, learned our we, lesson. <laughs> yeah. We immediately got like three more because yeah. we were like, yeah, he's going to need this. Yeah. Um, And that's so, and he always goes back to the orange slice, yeah. but there's, um, there's a new thing that he likes right mm-hmm. now. And it is, get ready for this, a <laughs> straw cleaner. I'm talking about like, um, wow, how inventive. <laughs> I know it's a, it's a, it's like the metal <laughs> one with the bristles on the end. Mm. And somehow he got a hold of it Nice. At, while we were moving. I think it was like on the ground or something. And it is, it is now his, he loves it. Oh. He walks around the house with it. He <laughs> wants, he brings it to me to throw. That's the other thing. Salem, <laughs> Salem plays fetch Love like that. a dog. So Love he brings that. it, he brings it to me so that I can throw it. And it's disgusting. It's got like hair all in it. And like, Gross. it's it's not great, but literally can't. It and it is his. So I don't I know. I love that. It's so funny. I'm always curious. Now I'm curious though. You know, I say that I was curious after Puma, like if we were to have gotten another cat, like what toy they would pick out, you know, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. decide that that's theirs. Um. And I got to find out because we got Lynx. <laughs> yes. It, Lynx is a 2020 baby. He's a COVID baby. Uh, he's my version of a COVID baby. <laughs> he's so cute. He So he is the ragdoll and he is so not what I was told ragdolls were supposed to be. He's three. He is 15 pounds and growing. He has the biggest feet ever, but... I was told ragdolls were supposed to be cuddly and quiet and this like snuggle bug of a cat. He is like the opposite of that. (laughs) He is every bit opposite. Um, He's similar to Salem, though, as he does enjoy playing sort of fetch. He'll never bring it back to you. He'll just keep chasing the toys that you throw. But he he loves belly rubs. That's like his favorite Mm -hmm. thing. Yep uh loves a good belly rub and he really he'll just stand in a corner and scream sometimes for funsies uh and he's our little boy (laughs) i love that yeah but he does have a favorite toy though his is chicken (laughs) so we got it's like a small little plushy like parrot is or is it different it's kind of like that. We found it. It's like a little gray bird. I don't even know why we started calling it chicken. It doesn't even look like a chicken. <laughs> um, it's literally just a like a gray stuffed bird. But because he started gravitating to it, we bought like three of them. <laughs> nice. That was our lesson learned. That's from good. Puma. Yeah. Like, we will yeah. have backups, but yeah. You have to buy duplicates for your fur you, babies. You, you don't think about it, but you end up having to. Like they really, at least for cats, they definitely end up having favorites that they carry yeah. around. So. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I know we've talked about this before and mm. I feel like, so a lot of people have really bad experiences with cats mm. and I... Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Like when I first got Salem and Jinx and I was like talking at work about it and you know, people were like, Oh, you got a cat. That's like fine. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like people just have bad experiences with cats cause they don't, yeah, they don't, they don't interact the same way dogs do. Like dogs no. are, are always prepared to like be pet, yes. petted, pet yes. and all that. Um, but I feel like this is my first experience having Salem and Jinx is my first experience with a 
with boy cats. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. like boy cats are so much more receptive to like yeah being pet and like, you know, interacting with humans mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. Jinx, Jinx gets scared of things, but yeah. like he comes around like you know? fans. <laughs> Like yeah. ceiling fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jinx is afraid of ceiling fans. And um but we I would just like it. to publicly I would public like to publicly apologize to Philip and Nicole <laughs> for um <laughs> for Jinx ruining the underside of your <laughs> like the underside of their box spring and also oh. their rug as well. It happens. I'm so sorry. Is it happens. Um but yeah, that's yeah. another story for a different day. Yes, but, uh, yes. But, but yeah. you're right. You're right. And I I heard recently, um, I forget what video I was watching, but they were talking about, you know, the difference between owning a cat versus a dog. And they were saying that some people struggle with cats because these are people who also struggle with being receptive to boundaries um, because cats set a lot of boundaries. They have their own personality, their own likes and dislikes, and they make sure that you know what they are (laughs) very prominently. Yep. And they do have behaviors and vocalizations that help you decipher what those are. Yes. And so basically they were stating, you know, people who struggle interacting with cats, it's because the cat has said, I don't want this, or the cat has said, I will only accept this. And they really struggle with understanding and respecting boundaries and so they have a difficulty connecting with the cat which is interesting makes sense that makes sense it doesn't have to be like crazy like i don't know some kind of crazy boundary but it's just allowing boundaries to take hold in a relationship that you don't get to justify you know it's just yeah it's the cat saying it it's very much like a it's a give and take with a yes. cat. It's never. Yes. It's definitely not like a. Oh well, you're my cat, so right. you do what I say. It's never. No, that. it's always you are my human, and I will do what I want. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but also, right. Yes, but they're great yeah. companions. I cannot tell you. Uh, we grew up with cats, so I didn't grow up with dogs. I grew up with two cats, Misty and Sylvie, and they. Like we grew up having them sit on our lap and having them around and hanging out yeah. with them outside when they were outside cats. Um, and so it was just kind of natural for us to gravitate towards having cats. But it's so I can't describe the feeling of waking up in the morning, getting a cup of coffee, feeling a cat rub against your legs to greet you good morning. Oh, yeah. And sitting on the couch to kind of wake up and having them sit on your lap with a blanket. And then it's raining outside and it's falling. (laughs) And it's a whole mood and I'm here for it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Everything you just said. Everything you just and then there's said. a candle somewhere flickering. Oh, right. And one of the other cats is about to knock it off, but you're right. But you're at peace. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's true. I can't describe. It's different than what I experienced with dogs, and I have had dogs. Zeke, you know, love of my life. Hazel, yes. love of yes. my life. But it's a yes. different experience with dogs versus cats. Yeah. Yeah. I think I totally agree. I yeah. totally agree. And. I let's see. So growing up, we did have a cat when I was young. Mm-hmm. Um, her name was Boxer, and my mom kind of like inherited her 
from oh. my uncle because my uncle mm-hmm. moved across the country, I think is how the story goes. And mm-hmm. um, so the cat couldn't come. And so oh, the yeah. cat stayed with us and she had a lovely life. She was, but she was very much an outdoor cat. Yeah. She would go out. Okay. Like we lived on a lot of land and we had like a barn. Nice. And so she would go out at night and like yeah. hunt and be mm-hmm. a wild animal basically. Yep. And then she would come in during the day and sleep mm-hmm. in Philip's sock drawer and uh, <laughs> specifically <laughs> Philip's sock drawer. <laughs> yes. No, but like, or laundry or, you know, like whatever she would find a little place to like nap. And when I was young, so this was before I was in middle school, even like Mm -hmm. we were young. Um, so I didn't really understand like why the cat didn't want to hang out with me. You know, I just, you know, I would pet it and all that. And Mm -hmm. my mom would just be like, be careful. You know, yeah, yeah. he's, he's going to get mad at you if you, you know, (laughs) push her too hard. But like, there were also moments like we have pictures of me like laying on the bed and the cat, like laying on top of me. So So I mean, yeah, yeah. But, and, and so that was, and then we moved and she, she actually, unfortunately, um, which is the problem with outdoor cats. I feel like she went out one night and like, didn't come back at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that is honestly my greatest fear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's why all of them are indoor. Like we'll let them go out if they're supervised or if we have like one of those like kitty, like outdoor thingies. Yes. Um, yes. Because uh, Cougar, you know, she loves to be outside. She loves, yep. I mean, she was a stray, so she technically is used to it. She's seven now and been pretty much inside most of her life since. But, you know, they do enjoy the fresh air. They love it when I have the windows open and they can hear the birds. And yep. um, it's part of their natural, like, previous historical environment. And so I'd hate to take that away from them. But at the same time there's horror stories of people losing their kitties because they're outside and I don't want that. (laughs) They're my whole life. They're literally, I know people always get angry and there's probably going to be a troll or two, but honestly, for someone who doesn't currently have children, they are my life. Like they're the ones I care about. When I leave, I worry about them. I always check Mm -hmm. in with the cat sitter. I hate leaving them. And honestly, um, just because of COVID, And because I've been working from home for the last like two and a half years, they've gotten so used to me, someone being home all the time that when we do leave, they now have separation anxiety. Like they, Cougar refuses to eat after day three. Oh my God. It's like really traumatic for her. So, you know, they just become literal family. Oh Um, yeah. I think, I mean, pets definitely in general just become part of the family. And I think- it's hard for a lot of people to leave yeah. their pets, especially, you know, COVID has definitely affected all that stuff, oh, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, so many dogs on TikTok have yes. anxiety and, yeah. you know, my cats, Salem and Jinx will both greet me at the door when I come yeah. home. Like they, yeah. they love that we're home. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's fair. I, pets are always an important part of the fam. Exactly. And honestly, listener, if you have pets or, you know, if you have stories of pets, we would love to hear, you know, your experience, what animals you have, how long you've had them. Um, Because 
obviously there's quite a few households with some kind of animal in it. So I know, right? <laughs> you're bound to have at least one kind. <laughs> well, and honestly, I will never be sad about getting a dog picture or oh, a no. cat picture or any kind of pet picture, <laughs> even if it's not. a reptile. I'll be cool with that. It's cool. If anybody has a snake, I'd love to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to put that in the universe. Be careful. Be careful. In your window. In your window. Be careful. Oh, wait. Uh, I meant, okay, like a boa constrictor or <laughs> some kind of uh, hissing snake, hissing animal. <laughs> Nothing weird. Don't send me weird stuff. I just want to. is a weird place, Kirsten. I should have prefaced. Now it's Keep weird. It. Now it's weird. Oh my gosh, don't send me that. I will delete it. <laughs> anyway, I would say that about wraps it up, wouldn't you say? I would say so. Yeah, oh I think we're God. good. Awesome. Well, if you do want to send us something, uh, since nobody has yet, uh, and this is where we would normally read or see something like that in our MCQ&A segment, uh, do feel free to send any of those things to our email, mediocrecontentpodcast at gmail.com, or you can send it to us in a tweet at mediocresquawks. Um, yeah. yeah. And a big thank you you know to our husbands for doing the ad as again always. this week we yes. appreciate it yes. and um you know Us. we will yeah i mean we don't have to thank ourselves every time we're thankful we I know mean, we do pretty good i would say <laughs> for yeah. mediocre work at the very least we're all right yeah um, this is a side gig you know yeah doing doing good episode three <laughs> episode three all so, right uh, we hope you're enjoying it as much as we are and uh well we will see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.